If you don't think black Twitter is a new antidepressant, this podcast ain't for you. If you think a government shutdown won't make everybody a politician, this podcast ain't for you. If you think the NFL fucked over New Orleans worse than Hurricane Katrina, this podcast ain't for you. <laughs> and if you are still pronouncing that word for an internet joke as Mimi, this, this podcast, podcast ain't, ain't for you. Hey. Hey, consistency. Consistent. We're we're doing it. We're three weeks in a row. We're really trying. Uh, again, let me let me just start off by saying thank you if you're listening. Uh, really appreciate the support. Don't uh, worry, yeah, friends. Me. You know, giving us a little shout outs on there. You know, social medias and shit. Yes. Keep so that energy going. Matter of fact, if you're listening right now, pause. Go to your Instagram. Share it. Just mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, just real quick. We'll wait. Yeah. All right, welcome back, motherfuckers. Appreciate it. Welcome to You Madison Mean Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the shit you thought you cared about this week. Did y'all really care about Ariana Grande? Sounded like a black lady <laughs> on a song. I completely forgot about that already. It happened <laughs> so long ago. I've been defending Grande, man. Let her live her life, man. She makes music like that all the time. Shit, motherfuckers. Anyways, eh, this is You Madison Mean Podcast, and I am Chuck. And I'm Jordan. Yeah, man, and we're here. We're we're here to discuss the depressing week because it's dog. It's kinda 2019 sad. has started off sad <laughs> and every, dark. For every uh, Soldier Boy meme fest week, we have furlough and the government shutdown and a whole bunch of depressing shit. Yeah, the ratio is like five to one, and I'm not a fan. Yeah, so put yeah. your put your seatbelts on, my fuckers. Get ready for this bumpy ass ride. <laughs> Uh, let's start it off. I'm starting off okay. on fire. I know exactly what the fuck I want to talk about. The NFL playoffs. Okay. And the debauchery that uh, happened afterwards. Uh, so if you don't pay attention to the NFL at all, what, what you looking at, Jordan? I don't think debauchery is a word. Debauchery? There's debauchery and then it's a debacle. debacle. Oh, I, I combined it. So now it's the word. <laughs> debauchery. That means it's what's completely Wait, fucked off. Time out before we continue. Okay. The, the last time I edited one, I don't know if y'all know about the concept that I have discovered about Charles' brain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I almost guarantee there is some sort of a diagnosis for it because it is, it is spot on every time, consistently oh, the same shit every time. Something in his brain just switches two words and he uses things in the right context, particularly when it comes to idioms or phrases or cultural things where everything's correct except for one word. One word will be off (laughs) and it's just not quite right. And like, you know what he's saying, but it's just not quite it. So this last time, because I was trying to explain this phenomenon to somebody. Okay. Because um, I'm just so, like, I don't, it's kind of like when you are internally a grammar Nazi and you don't really feel the need to, like, correct everyone's grammar anymore because everyone has iPhones and it corrects Yeah, and talks shit to you when you do it. With you, I let most of it go, but sometimes I just really have to say something. I was editing and I was keeping a list. <laughs> <laughs> shit. So I have, like, a list of things from one of the episodes. <laughs> just like, I'm just going to let it go. No, no, keep keep the list going for it. the fuck ups I do on this pod. Just uh, write them down, and then next episode, just be like, and these are the things Chuck said <laughs> fucked up. 
And then we could just keep that shit going. Nah, because then we'd have to fact check ourselves too. Because sometimes I listen, and I'm like, ooh, that fact was incorrect. Uh, just let y'all know, we're not experts. Mm-mm. We just two friends shooting the shit. Yep. That's the whole point of this. We just shooting our opinions yep. about shit. We're going to get some stuff wrong. We're going to get some stuff right. Yep. If we feel the need to come back and correct it, we might. But honestly, that shit happened last week, and we didn't really care about it. We were <laughs> just talking about yeah, it for the moment. We thought we cared about it until this week came and yeah. some new shit. We're not mad because it's just a meme. So yeah. we moved on. Goddamn. So bro. you might hear some incorrect information, but we're doing the best. <laughs> we can and just like you talk to your friends and you are saying something that you just know for a fact is true and then someone comes through and fact checks your ass I'm like nah dog <laughs> That's that's not what happened, dog. It'll happen from time to time. Yeah. Because there will be times where I'm like editing too and I'm like, ooh, I don't think that was right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or the fact that uh we did the whole NFL thing and I was saying uh the I was talking about the Chiefs and we was like fifteen minutes into the conversation. Uh, the domestic violence shit, and I had the whole person's name wrong. Oh, yeah. We edited all yeah, that out. Oh, that shit got cut out. <laughs> well, plot twist. Speaking of Chiefs, motherfucking the NFL playoffs Okay, happened. okay. Yeah. Back. Yeah. We, Th- we got to ring this shit in so it won't be we two hear. hours. The like debacle yeah. that is, is the, what we were trying. Is the where debauchery. we were going. I like that. New word. Debauchery. Debauchery. So, uh, the debauchery of, <laughs> <laughs> now that I know it's wrong, I want to keep saying it. Of the NFL and uh, the playoffs, number one, Tom Brady is the GOAT. Uh, I don't think it's no denying it. Nobody can refute that information anymore. Uh, he's back to the Super Bowl with his ninth uh, Super Bowl appearance, him and Belichick, which is pretty cool. Uh, I don't care about the score. I know the Patriots beat the Chiefs uh, by a touchdown in overtime. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. I was say, that was a good-ass game. Yeah, both games are good. Uh, nothing really too sketchy happened in that uh, game other than Brady being immaculate on third down in the fourth. I don't know. There was a uh, pretty overtime. sketchy rough-in-the-passer call right at the end. Yeah, they that was some fuck shit when they like kind of smacked Brady on his face. But I have a theory about one place, and we're going to get to that after. Okay. After what everybody is here for, what everybody on my timeline is specifically crying and bitching over <laughs> is the New Orleans Saints versus the Rams. Uh, the game was going, you know, neck and neck. Uh, and a fucked up play happened in the red zone, which is the zone where you're about to score the ball. Uh, a fucked up thing happened and a penalty should have been called, but it wasn't. Uh, essentially giving up the game to the Saints. And it was a very easy call to make. <laughs> yeah. It was blatant as fuck. Yeah. So, uh, if you don't know what's going on, again, pause and just look up. If you type in Saints, mm-hmm. they're going to show that play. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to see that before you see a map or the weather. <laughs> and so You're going to see a billboard. It. <laughs> yeah, so many people butthurt about it. Uh, so, I just want to discuss for a little bit, uh, since I did play a little high school football. Okay. special. But, uh, and two always, weeks of college. Yeah, in two weeks, a solid went through uh, <laughs> two weeks of training camp and dipped. But uh, I just want to talk about how Saints fans are claiming that one play took the Super Bowl away from them. Mm. I don't like people who try to put things on one play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe there is a football game. There are four quarters. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of missed calls throughout the entire game. I don't think it's fair it, it was a fuck up by the NFL's, you know, standards, whatever. But it, to say, like, oh, that one play cost mm-hmm. us the game. Where, shit, they could have went forward on fourth. They could have made better plays throughout the entire game. He could have dropped the ball. He, exactly. Even if he was open, you see motherfuckers drop balls mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, so, 
don't don't say like, oh, that one play cost us. No, nah, dog. Here's something my daddy used to tell me. If you don't know, both my parents were coaches. If I like finished the game, came off the court, and was like bitching and complaining about one call, they used to always say, uh, the ref shouldn't be able to win or lose the game for you. Right. Your talent and what you're doing should win or lose. And they would be like, yeah, the refs are pretty terrible, but you should always be able to outplay the refs. Right. Is uh, what I was always taught yeah. all growing up. And that's both of their coaching philosophies, too. Yeah, and even after the game, the guy even admitted, was like, yeah, I knocked him the fuck out. I was trying <laughs> to make sure to get the call so he yeah, it was wouldn't. Yeah, a good foul uh, to make yeah. if you're going to make one. Yeah, if you're going to do it, that's yeah. the opportunity and that's the right play. If you don't want to get scored on, if you want them yeah, to just get on might get beat. Yeah. He's like, I'll just take this penalty. Fuck it. But the, the, <laughs> and then they didn't call it. He the was like, ain't yeah. time. <laughs> Uh, and please hush all of this talk on the referees are all from uh, California and have <laughs> some kind of ties to the Rams. Uh, and they deliberately uh, made sure not to make that call. Bruh, it, it's four quarters, dog. Like, I get the frustration. But then I could say, like, it's a holding play on every down in the league. Like, every football game, every down set hut, there's an offensive line, lineman Holding a defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. You can point it out every fucking game, whatever. It, shit happens, man. It Just on to the next season. Well, and I also saw another post where it was like, well, okay, but what about all these missed calls? And it was yeah. like three different missed calls for the Rams throughout the game that weren't as important, but also missed. Yeah, like <laughs> one where he was like leg dropping a motherfucker. It, <laughs> it was a whole bunch of crazy shit going on in that game. Because the stakes are high, and so right. people play a certain at a certain level at that point. Right. And you, you want to see, you know, Drew Brees get back there, and I get that, man. He's a one of the GOATs. He is an amazing passer. Uh, so I get why, you know, it's frustrating. But, you know, better luck next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing you can do. What's really stupid is people saying replay the game Absolutely or replay that down. Like Roger Goodell got any time for any of that fuck Like shit. any of us do. Them motherfuckers tired too. Dog, like you can't even recreate that. This motherfuckers with damn near broken ankles that got to <laughs> give themselves quarter zone shots, Super Bowl just to play again. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't recreate it. Don't try to fucking – uh, sign petitions, you look foolish. <laughs> but what I was here for was the memes, of mm-hmm. course, because this is you mad, it's a meme. Dog, the governor has taken out billboards yeah, in Atlanta. I saw that. And is just being a dick yeah. all over the town. <laughs> uh, the Super Bowl is in Atlanta. So, of course, all the fans are going to come into the city uh, to celebrate the festivities for the Patriots and Rams or whatever. But now they have to look at fucking New Orleans Saints themed colored with the logo and all of that, just talking shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was some of the dumbass ones I seen? Because one of them says uh, NFL blew that. I yeah, think. I the... didn't know if that was made up or not. If that was a troll. Nah, that that's and it really was spelled weird. in the like B-L-E-A. Cajun way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Saints got robbed is one. Oh yeah, I did see that. NFL blew it. Saints. Yeah. So he he's taking out uh, sixteen placements <laughs> and he's not done. He wants to put up more. And you know ain't nobody doing billboards. They're going to be out there tailgating. There's going to be a fucking plane flying overhead. <laughs> <laughs> the, little, the tail in the bag we talking about wrong. we should be here. And in all actuality, if you think about it, uh, the Rams versus Patriots is a better matchup versus the Saints versus Patriots. Because the Saints defense isn't as talented mm-hmm. and as uh, stacked up. And what I've noticed in the Super Bowl, I called it last year, I'm going to say it again. D-lines win Mm. Super Bowls, Mm -hmm. especially if you have either talent is what the Rams have or depth is what the Eagles had. If you can get in Dominican Sue and uh, Aaron Donald 
on the same page, they're going to fuck Tom Brady's mm-hmm. ass up. That's what I'm calling right now. You heard it here first. If you <laughs> tallying all my predictions for the playoffs, I'm like 20% right. It don't matter. Rams going to bust some ass. I'm calling it. I would hope so. But if anyone can, could fuck up anybody's defensive game, it's Tom Brady and Gronk. Yeah. yeah. And Bill <laughs> Belichick to him yeah. all. It, it's going to be ugly. Yeah. But uh, if you've ever played any type of team sport ever in your entire fucking life, just once, you've heard the phrase, offense sells tickets, defense, defense wins championships. championships. These are facts. <laughs> uh, not to mention, but Sean McVay is like a offensive genius himself. Mm. That's going to be the matchup. Bill Belichick mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. his old, uh, you know, relic style of coaching versus Sean McVay, which yep. is the, the revolutionary mm-hmm. of the league now. That's the, the matchup. Mm-hmm. It's like old school Brady, uh, Belichick versus new school golf and uh, McVay. Which is, they could, you know, head towards that direction of uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees. There could be another, you know, dynamic coaching uh, matchup. So, something else um, before we get into the memes memes uh, that mm-hmm. I was thinking about during the game. On some old typical Jordan single adventures, I went to a restaurant and sat at the bar, ate me a little meal and watched the game by myself. Because mm-hmm. I had just got off. And it was, uh, I was in a... I don't know. I just feel like no one around me should be cheering for the Patriots. <laughs> like where we are, how could you possibly be a Patriots fan? And there was an old white man down the bar who, of course, was a big-ass Patriots fan. Of course. And I, it immediately made me think of him as a certain way. And it, I realized being a Patriots fan this day and age and not being from, like, Foxborough is almost the equivalent of, like, voting for Trump. Like, you can do it. <laughs> it's not necessarily anything. It doesn't necessarily reflect immediately upon your character but also uh, we looking at you a certain type of way <laughs> I, I know black people who are patriots fans and it's, it's mind-boggling but you know you pick your team and you find whatever you like that's fine it's just like how yeah how did that happen i guess you could say the same thing you're a Steelers fan i'm a eagles fan whatever but i feel like my logic makes sense yeah but then also there's also the pieces of like just like with the Red Sox, too, where there's all this, like, blatant racism, like, at yeah. the stadiums and stuff that, for me, is tied into the team and the franchise's, like, brand. Right. <laughs> so, for me, it just all fits into the same thing. Whereas, like, MAGA doesn't necessarily stand for blatant racism. And yet, everyone who wears the hats perpetuates, typically, they blatant j- racism. <laughs> right. They only have black people on a team because them good old boys definitely play. <laughs> That's what they do uh, in Boston. You gotta have a couple. Yeah, just a few. <laughs> Uh, big Poppy, we needed that big Dominican. He can hit the ball. He can hit that ball yeah, out. Just put a couple Presidente up in the locker room. Now, you know we need subtitles when he gets on the microphone. Oh, but, hey, I'm here for it. Uh, another ridiculous thing about the Saints uh, in Rams game is the governor oh, is sending wait. a formal Hold complaint. On, wait. Also, throughout the rest of that night, that man proved exactly to, to be exactly who I assumed he was when he started cheering for the Patriots. He was a complete oh, asshole. Yeah, yeah. He was being so um, sexually aggressive to the female bartender. He thought he ran the world. And, like, his conversation he was having with another man that he met at the bar was so filled with, like, privilege. Mm. Not, I mean, you know, takes one to know one. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just, like, at the end, because I go and sit at the end of the bar by myself. I don't want to talk to nobody except for maybe the bartender. I want to watch my game, drink my beer, have me a little margarita, whatever. So I was just listening to all of it, and then he ended up, like, proving my point. And I was yeah. like, hmm. Yeah. Anyway, okay, the governor er, does what? If you black and you rooting for the Patriots, you're a slave. <laughs> Drop the bomb. I don't give a fuck. 
I don't like none of y'all Patriot fan answers. <laughs> uh, no, but the governor is uh, demanding a formal, uh, uh, doing a complaint uh, for the game. The governor mm. of Louisiana and is asking Roger Goodell for a personal apology and rolls eyes. Bruh, it. I see where the league is maybe doing like you can challenge a penalty. Uh, that one makes sense, and then you know under two minutes they can look at review it but then here yet again we're gonna be here looking at reviews every five fucking seconds and the game's gonna be even longer than it already is right and at the end of the day refs are human Mm -hmm. uh and humans make mistakes i understand it sucks because this is your team and you wanted to see your team in the big dance that's fine but you know they (laughs) fucked up the big dance like we're in the ncaa tournament i don't care (laughs) Uh, and I really don't give a shit about what none of y'all NFL fans are saying because my Eagles won last year. That's really all I'm trying to get to. That's guess... the moral of the story. <laughs> Never mind. You got fucked because you fucked Nick Foles. And Big Dick Nick wins at the end of the day. Nah. <laughs> Tom Brady gonna win at the end of the day. Bill well, Belichick gonna be the winner. And Roger Goodell is the big winner of all. <laughs> he wins every that's, season. That's the actual winner. <laughs> He's a facts. I also think, like, why is Tom Brady considered a GOAT for going nine years? And LeBron has been to the finals nine straight years, but he's considered, like, not the GOAT, but Brady is. Okay, (laughs) you took two different sports and, like, tried to compare them. Because the sport that LeBron plays, (laughs) put your big-ass hands down. The sport that LeBron plays, it's um, easier to be a one-man show. In football, you have to rely on other people. Mm. And it's a lot harder to prove yourself as the definitive factor as to why that franchise is successful. Whereas with basketball, LeBron has proven, just like a couple different players have proven, you can put the team on your back. You need help. It's still mm. a team sport. But it's a lot easier to just take the ball and run with it. I, what makes Brett Favre great are, you know, other quarterbacks is the fact that he did it with different coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, different coaches, different play styles, different defenses, whatever. Brady has had Belichick his entire career. Mm-hmm. And we all acknowledge Belichick, no matter what quarterback he has, he had Jacoby Brissett win 6-1. and one. He had another bum-ass quarterback and was still winning games when <laughs> Brady uh, was out. Like, Belichick comes up with uh, styles and schemes to win games. Brady has relied on that. And of course, he is a genius himself, but I just want to see – one without the other. All right, Brady without the Belichick. Let's mm-hmm. see what happens. Just like Aaron Rodgers isn't going to have Mike McCarthy. We're going to see if he's as great as y'all motherfuckers say. <laughs> That's enough football talk. Discount double check. Discount double check. Everybody do it. Discount double check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have something else I want to discuss about this game, which ties in amazingly to how you think you're on top of the world until reality hits. Soft. It's, it's going to come back. Just wait on it. <laughs> like so later? Like later. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not right now? Not right now. Oh. <laughs> later. <laughs> I didn't understand where you were going with that. I got it in my pocket. It's my pocket rocket. Oh, so we're, ew. So we're done with like... You said ew. Pocket rocket is a gun. That's what the Migos talk about. Oh. You ain't with the culture, bro. I mean... So I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> we, okay. We can talk about Cardi B briefly. Okay. Um. So this week, Cardi B took the... Twitter, Instagram, the socials. Yeah. And denounced the government shutdown, basically. Right. (laughs) And um, everybody was getting in her ass about, um, oh, all of a sudden, like, she cares and blah, blah, blah. And I, 
several points to be made. Because mm-hmm. um, she didn't say none, none of us don't already know. Government shutdown sucks. People are going without their paychecks right now. And that shit is rough. It is cold. Mm-hmm. People need to pay their bills. They need their heat. They need their food. And we have a president who just doesn't give a shit because he'd rather care about his pride and a wall we don't need that is three times three times the amount of money that we need to spend on any type of immigration policy to prove a point, basically. Right. Um, <clears throat> so it wasn't like she was saying anything that we don't already know. <laughs> a. B. I'm not going to Cardi B for my political analysis, but she is allowed to have her own opinions. This this is, you know where to get your political news from. <laughs> I know where to get my political news from. Most motherfuckers that listen to Cardi B, who, not most, like, most, some of her fans don't know where to go. That's true. So, Cardi does need to kind of have a stance, especially. Use her platform for something. Yeah. Right here, like the fuck shit. Yeah, other than Turk video, thank you for that video, Cardi. But you know, not to say like her fans are dumb, but some of them motherfuckers just look at Facebook posts and just think that's the only thing. Mm -hmm. So Cardi should now. If this was fucking, I don't know. I can't even think of an artist, but whatever. I feel like Cardi should have done that. Yeah. Right now. I don't know. I just, Cardi's not exactly the most woke person on the yeah. planet. And so, she, she is pretty crazy. But then a lot of people like came at her about everything else that's wrong with her. And I'm just like, I mean. That's not I, the point. Yeah. I I guess if you need something to go to attack somebody about, I guess you could do that. But mm-hmm. like, I just care about other things in my day. Saw I saw what she did. I was like, oh, that's all right. Moved on about my life. Yeah. Not only did she do that, uh, someone tweeted her, whoever uh, Stephanie Hamill is, in the era of the Me Too, how exactly does this empower women? Uh, And it's the twerk video. Feel free to chime in and she tag her or whatever. And Cardi B says, it says to women that I can uh, wear and not wear what I want to. Well, the point that you're bringing up is is a point that is brought up amongst feminists this day and age. And it's first wave i don't even know if second wave exists or not because all i ever really hear well i guess there's first wave is like suffragettes second wave is like 1970s burning bras and now we're in third wave feminism which third wave feminism is like amber rose with the slut walk and Mm -hmm. i take back the power i i am a prostitute i do do sex work yes it is all because i'm allowed to because i can because i have this body and it's not because that's my only option is because I enjoy it. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to strip because I have fun. I enjoy dancing. That's how I like making money. I have this body. I'm going to use it uh, for my own benefit. <laughs> Whoops. You all right? I used my body to touch the mic on accident. Oh. <laughs> and it made a noise. Sure, you touched the mic on accident. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, And so there are older feminists who are like, y'all like really out there, out here when people call you sluts, like that's not, that's not feminism yeah (laughs) is how they feel and so it's a very it's a really weird conversation to watch people have i've watched a couple debates amongst feminists of what feminism is Mm -hmm. and it is kind of hilarious and kind of why sometimes people don't take feminists seriously yeah (laughs) but yeah i just i think her twerking is irrelevant to the point or like dancing scantily clad is um not relevant to to what she's talking about and that's just somebody trying to deflect from her trying to like speak on a topic and like also if she was like skinny and white, it would be called performance art. Yeah. 
um, of These some effects. sort. I just want to get to the point where us as men don't look at women like objects. Look at them like people. Uh, if you are interested in someone, you pursue that person. Both of y'all consent to doing some shit. And then you don't look down upon them afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I want. Yeah. If we look at women like people, then they get the same opportunities as men get for, uh, you know, upward advancements in workplaces or whatever. And if we don't look at them as objects, bruh, there won't be any more fuck shit going on. And Nick Cannon won't have to make applications. Yeah. For consent. We'll come back to that. Okay. But um, because that's gonna tie into something else completely. Okay. But uh the other thing is men doing their part and needing to like whatever, whatever, but women supporting women is such a fucking hard concept. Mm. Like we're in such this progressive age of like taking back things and like doing things that, that we want to do and blah blah blah. And then women just tear down women yeah. for the most insane reasons. And like I don't know. It almost seems like sometimes that women don't have the ability to, and this is a generalization, so this is trash because there's definitely, like I've definitely had constructive conversations with other women where we can like go back and forth and bounce things off of each other. But in the public sector, um, unless you found like a group of people that you know all kind of share the same views, um, there is no way to disagree with someone and it'd be respectful. Like mm. people are just so rude about it. Yeah. Like you can just disagree with someone without tearing down their entire livelihood or their character because you don't like their opinion about this one thing or you don't like how they handle this one situation. So now their entire character is assassinated. Yeah. Like, what do you know? Like that lady, what do you know about empowering women when you're just out here like bashing her for doing what she does? Right. And what she's, she's always done. She's been doing it. And she's still going to be a mommy. And I bet her daughter love her just the same. Right. I was going to go somewhere else with that. Oh, uh, White Voldemort. I don't call her by her real name because she's not supposed to be called out. She who must not be named. Oh, uh. Tommy Loren. Yeah. We never yeah, say yeah. it again. I'm never saying it again. Ever, ever. TL was a new name. Um. If she ever comes up. She hopped on Cardi's ass yeah. looking for clout is what she was doing. Definitely. We ain't seen her name in a while. Definitely. She knew she attached her name to Cardi. And then Cardi came back and said, serious. leave me alone. I will dog walk your ass. Which this is a new thing I've been hearing lately. Have you heard people say this a whole lot? Yeah. I haven't. <laughs> it was so hidden in the culture. You had to literally be in a room full of Well, the reason I first heard it is uh, I listened to a podcast of two white drag queens that talk about drag race. <laughs> oh, okay. And every episode they've been talking about people getting dog walked by the judges. And I, they say it so much that I'm like, they must have just heard this from somebody because they say it entirely too much. Mm. It's one of the things where like you just got a new phrase and you like it, so you yeah. say it too much, and then you wear it out. They fucking wear it out. Okay. And then Cardi B tweeted that, and I was like, I'm over it. But what was funny was that came from a meme of this like little girl walking a dog, and they pasted Tommy Loren's face over the dog, mm-hmm. and then they pasted the old picture from Cardi when she was a kid that was a meme for forever. Uh... Over the little girl, dog walking her. I don't know. Yeah, I, I get it. it. Tommy is definitely our TL. Uh, is definitely cloud chasing. Fuck her. Mm. Like, Play over. But Car- I feel like Cardi has this uh, new refound energy mm-hmm. to just have smoke for whoever the fuck is coming. I also from. think that now that she is becoming more powerful, she's around more powerful people, and mm. she's part of conversations now that maybe she wasn't in three yeah, years ago. That makes sense. So let her live her life. Let that bitch evolve. 
Right. And I say bitch in the most respectful way. It just came out. <laughs> Let her evolve in the way that she needs to and grow. And if you need to help her along, help her along. Right. But being aggressive and being condescending and attacking other parts of her life that has nothing to do with it, that's not how you help someone learn. How can and you say you're a woman that's not how you, you help someone grow. And then, of course, Azalea Banks also another clout chaser had uh, to hop on. And she hit her with some political shit from the Dominican that Cardi, I'm sure, will ignore for a really long time because... That's a that's something that not neither one of us will ever understand. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'm not even gonna approach it because <laughs> I could steer saying something very wrong. But um, racism is a thing all over the world, right? Put it like that. And Cardi lives in America, and right at this moment, she's talking about America, right? And every country has its problems for sure. And there's definitely some things she could address in the Dominican Republic which is what she is, her ethnicity mm-hmm. and where her family is from. Um, and that's where Azalea Banks took it. And mm. Moving <laughs> the goalposts, baby girl. Yeah. <laughs> Let Cardi talk about this wall. and uh, Yeah, meanwhile, how did, how did social media uh, brand work out for her? Oh, oh Banks? Mm-hmm. I ain't heard shit about and it. Not a, not a motherfucking nah, thing. I'm on Twitter every day, all day. Ain't nobody said shit about it. But ain't nobody checking for Banks. Mm. She's a troll who doesn't even have the full powers of a troll. She's like a level three troll. Mm-hmm. Soldier Boy, like a level thousand troll. He, <laughs> he got the. She's an apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> and ain't never going to advance. <laughs> yeah, you ain't even no mage, bitch. <laughs> um, okay, so about the consent. Talk about your consent app and then we'll. It's not my consent app. <laughs> I just seen that Nick Cannon was developing a consent app that uh, is centered around both parties to where you consent to have sex. I didn't see any of the features because just that idea just blew that my is mind. Necessary? Is it, it? No, I don't think it's necessary. I just think we need to have a conversation about verbal and nonverbal consent because I don't think like, of course, no means fucking no. <laughs> you don't go past no. But uh, I was on Twitter and I was seeing people say like, like, are, are you always here? Like, I thought no, even though I didn't say anything, even though there wasn't any blatant body language. Like, there, there's always, like, gray areas and blurred lines or whatever. And I just think nationwide we need to discuss what the fuck does no mean when you're not deliberately saying it. Yeah. What and am the I, app um, isn't going to save that. Is, mm-hmm. And I think Nick Callen, Nick Callen, Nick Cannon was trying to do was at least make the platform to where, you know, if both parties are agreeing to initiate, this is the app you can use, which is cool in the effort and the thought. You're basically turning your everyday um, relations and um, interactions into uh, consent contracts. Right. Or like having to sign contracts everywhere you go. Exactly. Is it cool if I hold you? Like, no, that's, that's extra and unnecessary. But I just think a conversation needs to be had otherwise. I will say, and this may be my brain wired all fucked up because of the culture that I grew up in. I don't know. But um, there's this concept now of, um, <laughs> I don't mean to sound so skeptical when I say it, but asking for permission to touch someone, mm-hmm. which I just remember when you were in like middle school or high school and like all of the like excitement and like flurries of like being with someone and being like, do I, do I? hold their hand now do i hug them now do we kiss them do we kiss now yeah but it was never a conversation it just like happened and it was kind of magical in that sense mm-hmm. where like you both came together and you both wanted to do it so i get the point of you need to verbally communicate it but it just makes it weird yeah like and one of um my uh 
coworkers was leaving and I knew that that was kind of her thing and she has like past experiences. So that's the first person in my whole life that I've ever asked, is it okay if I hug you? Because for one, I don't do it with um, just anybody. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a hugger, period. I've known you a decade. I've maybe hugged you five times. Yeah. I mean, in high school I was because I was just being fast. Yeah. But <laughs> now, yeah, I don't really... Um, if I'm hugging you, I mean that shit. Yeah. Unless you initiate it and then I'll do it. Whatever. It's not that big a fucking deal. But it's not something I'm going to initiate. But I feel like I, like I had gotten to know her really well. We worked together a lot. And so, and I was like, she's also kind of an emotional person. So I feel like she would like, like it. Mm-hmm. And this is like the most I was going to give. That's <laughs> so, all she got. <laughs> but I, I was like, I, I guess I need to ask. Um, also, where I'm working now is the most I've ever dealt with having to think about my pronoun usage too. Mm. And it's just, it's a new day and age and it's wild. And I just need people to understand that some of us are trying to break down some shit that is like wired into our yeah. brains from how we grew up. But anyway, that's not the point. Um, it's just, it's a very different day and age. And I just feel like when you make it that clinical, it like steals some of the magic of like connecting with another human. But the magic is leaving as the feminists are getting louder. Let me mansplain. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you fully mansplaining. Yeah, Nick Cannon created the app because there's such an uproar from women and maybe a little bit of tiny bit of men or whatever uh, of like, I did not consent. I did not do da 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 da. So as a man, if I was dating now, like, and I went out to a date, like you need that that barrier or an app or somebody to initiate the conversation or you can be flagged as like someone who is misogynistic or tried to assault me or tried to do x y and z with social media bruh there is no judge or jury once when an opinion gets out there if it catches fire that's your ass Mm. you can lose your job off a Mm -hmm. accusation which happened earlier this week with whatever the fuck happened uh in a club with like a drugging or I, I forgot my sister showed me uh, send me screenshots, but like that accusation, whether it's true or not can destroy that man's like livelihood mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all off of social media and just people catching waves. So I'd rather have an app to where I can ex- explicitly uh, say what I want to do to you versus me making <laughs> it, it, it sound I didn't weird. like the fact that you made eye contact with me when you yeah, said that. You looked up because I was just looking at you <laughs> and then you looked up. Uh, an app to where it tells you what I want to do to you in order for me to then make that move. Because if not. Yeah, I mean, you got to cover your bases in this day and age. Yeah. I get it. Like it I, I, but it does still like magic, thunder, like, let me tell you. Just think how crazy it's going to sound if you say, if your kids say, how did you meet daddy? And, oh, we met on Tinder. And he <laughs> swiped right. Uh, yeah, we had uh, a date at wherever. And then we d- both downloaded the Can I Touch You app. <laughs> and we both swiped right to that. Like, what's next? Like, we had VR sex. Like, it's, <laughs> so I tried to check his VR pumps to see if they were adequate to mine. Like, it is, this is going bad for David. Um. <laughs> You single motherfuckers are fucked out there. You know what? Fuck you. Um, I will say if someone was like, can we sign, can we, um, I just need you to download this consent app real quick. I'm just gonna, I, I, I'm gonna be dumbfounded. <laughs> I just really am. Cause Touch my body. To me, it's real. I just feel like consent is, 
shouldn't be that hard, but like I just said, there's certain things that was wired into my brain. There's certain things that yeah. are wired in the little boys' brains of we talked about this before. If if I can, I might as well. Yeah. And not uh just because I can doesn't mean I should. Mm-hmm. And there's no con there there is some some concept and it's always the good guys who get like shunned and like get made fun of for not being aggressive enough and then that turns uh translates into not being masculine enough to handle a woman Mm -hmm. when in reality they're the only motherfuckers out here that understand consent um are the ones that are like getting the girl who's not even just not even wasted but just a little too drunk where they know that she's probably not in her right mind and might make a decision that doesn't make sense and decides to take her home instead of going in the house with her Mm -hmm. or takes her puts her in her bed and then leaves yeah and doesn't do anything and then they're the ones that like are like man you ain't when, smash? What? when I used to do that, I used to be called Captain Save-A-Hoe. Yeah, that you know type of shit. Captain Save-A-Hoes, quote, quote, holes I saved over my lifetime? <laughs> Enough. I just had a flashback of uh, what's his name at the slut walk and his Captain Save-A-Hoe. Oh, uh, uh, 21 Savage? <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know. It's rough. I, I get it. I under, I understand as a man why it would happen. You know, mm-hmm. clearly um, Chris Brown needed one. Oh, Chris Brown. This whole situation was crazy because here's the thing. When an accusation comes out, mm-hmm. for your first reaction to be like, that's just a lie, when you don't know you weren't there, mm-hmm. is a poor way to react. To immediately also crucify, not the greatest way to react either. Mm-hmm. However, Homeboy's rap sheet is, not does not support yeah. a whole lot of innocence. Mm-hmm. Um. So my first reaction is, was, okay, he's a celebrity. That's a lot, but also maybe, maybe yeah. he has that kind of power. Now, as the details have come out, because she has admitted that it didn't happen. However, that's happened multiple times where someone has felt pressured into saying that what they said mm-hmm. wasn't a reality. But according to the people that were there, there was enough witnesses that say, there, they were never by themselves together because he was attached to the hip with his girlfriend the whole night. Yeah, and playing music on off his phone. And they were the all like in an open area, and like the story that she claims because she said it happened for like thirty minutes, and like everybody said he never left. But it's also his camp, so they could also say whatever they want yeah. to. So it's just wild in general. But for someone who's trying and has been trying to stay under the radar, mm. and he's an easy making, target, basically. Yeah, making cute music now. <laughs> I saw someone say, oh, when he got uh, released with no charges filed mm. um, and was starting and starting the process of suing for defamation, someone said, oh, it's hearts all over the world tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I was like, man. yo, y'all be taking shit too far. And then, like, immediately, like, T.I. and other people went full conspiracy yeah. round and was like, he just bought all the rights to all his music. So, of course, now they got to tear him down two yeah. weeks later. And I was like, man, see... Because if he had done something, you just made everybody in your life who may have gone through something never, ever want to tell you ever anything in their mm-hmm. lives. Especially people like T.I. All the women in your life, daughters, nieces, sisters, wives, you are I like powerful. the way you said wives, plural. <laughs> that wasn't continue. intentional. Um, I meant like him and people like him. Oh. And they're... I just thought you meant because he'd be fucking these up. Respective wives. Okay. <laughs> um... Uh, <laughs> because of who you are, you are powerful. You are moving in powerful, cir- powerful circles. Mm-hmm. The women in your life will, and boys in your life, men in your life, will also be around those circles at least once or twice. Mm-hmm. Something could happen to them 
around these other powerful people. And they're not going to feel comfortable telling you shit. Right. Because your immediate reaction is, she lying. This, this is my thing. Uh, Charlemagne, the guy, uh, one of my you know many inspirations in life, uh, always says when accusations come out, uh, believe all women. Uh, no, listen to all women, believe all proof. Mm. Uh, which I feel like is something we need to do uh, in today's age. So when I first seen the accusations, I was just like, it doesn't add up for an artist to be overseas and then for him to act so maliciously towards a woman. Like, that's not something you do when you out of town. If he was in New York, maybe, maybe you just felt comfortable, thought you can get away with it. But, bro, you don't know these people judicial systems. You don't know what the fuck you can run into. That's where my initial mind went. Like, it, it doesn't add up for you to just treat someone like this in, uh, what was it, Paris? I think so. Yeah. Uh, secondly was, why? Why? I didn't say she was wrong. I'm just saying why. Like, would you, someone of that power, rape a woman? So here was my initial thought. He must have been fucked up. Mm. My immediate thought was, this is a definite possibility. He must have been in Paris, enjoying himself. Mm. Maybe pop something. Yeah. Drank something, combined the wrong thing. Wasn't in his usual state of mind. But then she said, Chris Brown and the bodyguard? I didn't see the bodyguard. Tag team, apparently. Is what I didn't see said. that. I saw the official report I saw was that mm. she, um, he had like pulled her into a closet. Oh, okay. And then it went on for 30 minutes and it was brutal, was like the words used to describe it. Mm. Which is why everybody was like, uh, we would have noticed if he disappeared that long. Yeah. So that, my initial thought was, first, because I don't think he would he would ever do that in his right mind with what he's trying to do with his life right now. Yeah. Um, however, the thought process of he's too important and he has, because uh, Joyner Lucas put out a comment that I thought was in very poor taste where he was like, he got he got his pick of like the finest bitches in the world. Why would he take the opportunity to overpower this bitch? Because powerful men do it all the time. It ain't got yeah. nothing to do with what your power is or what your selection is. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with if if uh, someone is a predator, because some dudes are not predators and just don't understand consent and do things that are not okay, um, and then feel bad for it afterwards and repent and whatnot and then try to reform. But if it's someone who does have a history of violence, does have a history of not being able to control their emotions, sometimes they're not even thinking about what happens. Mm. It's the payoff. And if there's anything we figured out over time, it's that men's brains are wired in a way that is very short term and like doesn't like there's very like instant gratification is like a big thing, particularly when it comes to sex with men. Because I've seen so many men be, like, in situations where immediately after the fact, we're like, why did I do that? Yeah. (laughs) You don't know how many times a day I say fuck it in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Just to speak on, like, the short term and instant gratification or whatever. I could just be thinking of something and be like, should I really do? Does it really? Fuck it. And then just do it. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, causing harm to anyone. But just as a man, that's just how my brain is wired and then for most women it's a much longer thought process yeah um not to say that those roles can be reversed at any moment Mm. or that one person can't possess both it's just in my um experiences like especially in like when i've seen people in like relationships i've like just seen people just go through the same thing over and over again and it's like the same 
I don't know, processes over and over. It's just an interesting concept. But either way, so my initial reaction was not, it's not true, but it also wasn't, it's true. Yeah. Like, there is a possibility to just wait until, right to just hear the Let news the and be settle. like, yikes, and just wait for, for some type of proof or something to, like, help you make an informed decision. Yeah. <laughs> but the immediate, like this or that and now we're going to condemn him or condemn her with no proof no further information nothing but an accusation and not understand why that is so fucked up to think and like that it just kills me that there is no critical thinking process anymore like people don't have it yeah it's this or that and that's it there is no discretion there's nothing (laughs) it's just black or white that's all you got that that's how it is nowadays it's just so insane and then, but then would be very upset if this was someone a lot closer to them. Mm. Yeah, it, it's just it's a fucked up situation. Uh, just if you keeping track, he did get released. He got released, no charges, and he's suing. Yeah, uh, which is great for him, and I think more men need to do that. Yeah, there's and there are definitely women out here who see a come up. Yeah, a meal ticket and go for it. Right, and there are definitely men that also do it. There's there's just as much as there are shitty people who rape, there are shitty people who manipulate. Yeah. That rhyme. That sounds like some Johnny Cochran shit. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, man, good for Chris Brown. I thankful, Thankfully, Chris Brown didn't, you know, do what he was accused of. Uh, now he needs to release another fire-ass song and music video to celebrate. So, speaking of, like, celebrities doing fucked up shit and if we're deciding how we feel about them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Throwback to R. Kelly, just briefly. Okay. Um, did you see that Spotify is reintroducing an idea they thought of in 2017 and then kind of let go because it seemed like a lot and now people actually want it, maybe, possibly? And that's where you can mute an artist mm-hmm. from any type of, like, randomized playing. That's cool. Because um, they were talking about how I think they were taking R. Kelly's music down off of Spotify in general mm-hmm. or whether they should or not or something. I don't know. And so um, they're going to add a mute button where you can go to the artist profile and mute them so that they don't pop up in any of your playlists or your like mm. streaming, basically. If Spotify was smart and they wanted to cancel an artist without taking, uh, you know, their right or whatever the artist right to put on the platform. Mm-hmm. They would say, they would pop it up and say, "Do you, we are now muting artists. Congratulations. <laughs> Here's suggested artists. R. Kelly. <laughs> maybe XX if you don't fuck with him. Kanye if you don't fuck with him. Just give all the problematic ass artists mm-hmm. in the list. And be like, these are the suggestions currently. Mm-hmm. And then you could choose on your own will if you, you want to support I will say it will fuck your mood up if you're not ready. Because yeah. I was listening to some other shit. And then they came on the radio talking about R. Kelly. And then my brain went to like all kinds of shit. And I was like, damn it, I was vibing. And now I'm thinking about R. Kelly and like the implications of bullshit. And I just wanted to sit here and just mindlessly be on my drive. Listen to shit I wanted to listen to. (laughs) I was at work earlier listening to Mary J. Blige. (laughs) Just I random randomly like select the album. And I was in the middle of doing some complicated ass shit. And my AirPods is in. So uh, one song went through. I was like, y'all remember that song. The next one came up. And then midway through, I heard Kelly, and I was like, fuck. But I couldn't change it because I was, like, in the middle of my thought process with my job. So I had to listen to R. Kelly for the rest of the song. My feelings was hurt. I was like, ain't this about a bitch? He got point uh, one-tenth of a penny. That'd be uh, rough, though, if you had somebody 
had an artist that most people were muting on your shit. And so, like, one of your best songs no longer gets played. Yeah. Because they got muted. Right. <laughs> Damn, that will be fucked up. Featuring Kelly. Canceled. <laughs> yeah. I- I'm here for that feature, though. Whole shit burning down. Whole shit. What else was on the dock? Speaking of burning down. Um, do we- I don't know if we ever talked about Fire Festival. Nah. Because I was not? I was totally confused. Oh, really? At first. So, I didn't I didn't understand what why the fire festival was such a uh like fucked up thing. Like why did it get nationwide coverage? But after listening to other people explain what the fuck happened and why it was such a big deal, I could see why white people are upset about fire festival. White people. There were more than white people there. Are you sure? A lot of people there <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um so first of all this was something that happened during festival season. Mm-hmm. And 2018 was the year of the, like, fucked up event. There was TanaCon. There was Fire Festival. Like, all this shit was happening back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's fire. We really need to figure out who the company is that, I mean, the dude who runs the production company is in jail. I heard his name like, um, seven times. But they partnered with Ja Rule. And they put Ja Rule's face on this motherfucker. And he is paying the price. <laughs> right. Um... And uh, basically, it was a festival to, like, rival, like, a Coachella, but, like, a luxury Coachella because it was in the Bahamas on the island of Eczema, which everyone thought was funny as well. Mm-hmm. And it was basically um, billed as this, like, getaway where um, you could go and, like, all these artists were going to come. And it was a tropical getaway and you'd have, like, your cabanas and your little house and blah, blah, blah. And, like, basically, they had all these people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars shuttled them all out to this island and then just left them for their own little fun yeah. game of survivor with no cameras <laughs> yeah only their phones to live tweet what the fuck was happening until they ran out of power and they couldn't even do that <laughs> right it was a shit show uh and niggas some people made the best of the shitty situation that's what i was listening to earlier a guy that was out there and he said like they had all the water and the tequila they could drink so they just turned up that entire time. But yeah. people were. But there for a second, they couldn't get the water to come through, which we're going to get to that here in yeah. a second. So there were times when people didn't have food, didn't have water. Then they got food and it was like a jail cheese sandwich. Mm. Um, all the luggage showed up separately and no one was there to like watch it. It was just piled up on like a truck. And there was like no system of how people were to get their luggage. And then they didn't have anywhere to go to mm-hmm. get there because they were in these like muddy tents. And, like, it was just insane. And people were just like, we're stranded. We can't even go home because we can't get flights out. And no one cares. <laughs> no right. one has any answers. No one knows what to do. Now, this was months ago. And the reason why we're talking about it now is because this week, Netflix and Hulu, mm-hmm. I think, both simultaneously dropped documentaries exposing everybody yeah. and all the stories that were happening behind it. So, a lot of stories came out. So, I don't know what you heard. Uh, I heard about the them trying to get the water uh, into Jamaica. Or so this the was wild because they basically brought this truck of water and, um, everything when you bring in and out of a, a country involves customs that you yeah. have to pay additional typical taxes. And, and that's tariffs. why it's, it, that's why this thing is so wild because it's not like there was just like extra shit they were trying to do that they didn't have planned. There was very basic things where if you are trying to run something of this caliber, you should have had planned out. They sold the tickets without having any plans done <laughs> basically um so one of the stories that is that um one of the like assistants or whatever got a phone call from the dude who's uh, in jail billy McFarlane. yeah called um i want to say his name was andy or something 
Um, either way, Billy McFarland called him and was like, hey, um, I need you to go down to this customs office, um, get yourself together, and suck somebody's dick to get this water in here. And he said he went and washed his mouth out, put on some cologne, took a shower, and went down there ready to do whatever he had to do to get this fucking water in. But then it turns out when he got down there, they ended up having a conversation and they let him bring it in. But that's the type of crazy ass shit that was happening behind the scenes, much less what was happening to the people. Man, I, I understand that, you know, some people's jobs are their lives. And, you know, I, I understand that I work long hours and I, I gave my life and soul to this job. But once when it comes to my mouth, <laughs> on my booty, on my wee wee, that's where I got to draw the line, dog. It oh, ain't no insane. way. There's no way I do that. There's no way I even debate it. I'm saying. I, w- I wouldn't even entertain it. I'm like, what? <laughs> Bye. I'm leaving. I'm not working here no more. I'm like, no, I quit. Um, Water ain't that important, dog. It's a whole C. They better <laughs> fil- filter this shit. Oh, man. Uh-uh. Um, and then there was another lady who, I guess her restaurant was out there. Or she was supposed to be catering, but she never saw a check. But she, like, felt bad for everybody. So she just used her own money and her own food supplies and just fed as many people as she possibly could. Yeah. And so when she, she came out in the documentary saying she had cleaned out her savings in order to do that, to support that. And so then people made a GoFundMe for her. And so she got her money back plus some yeah. because of these documentaries. So she's been going months, just dead ass broke behind the shit. That's wild. And no one cared. A local. And, um, so now she's, um, just kind of speaking out and is like, Ja Rule should apologize to me. And should pay me the $100,000 I was supposed to be getting. Right. Much less, like, all the damages that I've had over the last couple of months from what I had to do. Um, and then Ja Rule said, uh, I ain't had nothing to do with that. <laughs> exactly. And he was you like, should I ain't worried about that shit. I was just going to show up, basically. You should know better to trust Ja Rule to do anything it's fucking job ja the crazy thing about that is while it was happening people were tweeting and like waiting for their artists to get there and then the artists were like all excited to go one day and then the next day they were like yeah i ain't gonna make it fam <laughs> <laughs> ain't no way they ain't gonna come i'm not coming man as soon as my manager said uh they ain't even got a stage put up they ain't got the stage put up <laughs> A stage? He had big ass artists coming too. I don't have the list in front of me, but yeah. that, it was like a big deal. Yeah, I was supposed to introduce an app to where you can uh, directly communicate with the artists to book them. The Fire app was supposed to come after the festival. None of that shit happened <laughs> no more. Uh, and this just goes to show, like, don't trust bullshit. If you rich and white, stick to Coachella, dog. If and also, you rich and poor, go to... Uh, was it one in Austin? Um, South by Southwest. Yeah, go to South by Southwest, man. Go to some shit that you already know is going to crack. Don't take experiences, especially if it's outside the and USA. hopefully we have learned from 2018 how to put on a fucking event. Yeah. You cannot plan an event really in less than a year, especially if it's your first time doing it. I don't right. care how many vendors you know. I don't care how much you think you've got. If you don't have anybody on your team that's never done it before... And it has proven they've done it before because that mm-hmm. a lot of these people were hoodwinked by people that were like, yeah, I can do it. I've done it. And really, they had thrown like a bat mitzvah yeah. and were like, yeah, I can throw a hundred thousand people or tickets sold type of event. We went to one ourselves. We went to fucking Henny Fest. And got trampled. <laughs> and Literally. Charles got ran over. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Among other things, we never even got in. Mm-mm. Um, and then Tanacom was just insane. That was a whole situation of just just selling tickets just for the fuck of it. Basically, it was supposed to be a fuck you to um VidCon. Good lord. VidCon. Okay, so Tanacon was supposed to be a fuck you to VidCon because Vic, the organizers of VidCon basically told this bitch, I can't stand this bitch either. She's the Tommy Loren of YouTube, in my opinion. Oh, she, yeah. It's not as, she's controversial because she's just a dumbass and she has a shit ton of kids who follow her who equally think that the dumbass shit she does is cool, so they should also do the same dumbass shit. I had a 14-year-old dude walk up in my store, um, saluted me, looked me in my eyes, and then walked out. I was like... What? And there weren't any even any friends like at the door for him to like laugh with or anything. I he just he was just crazy. Maybe he had a mental disability or you know was autistic or something. Well, I got it. If there was no reason, if there was nothing behind him to record, you don't know what his. It could have well, been. Well, then t- it ended up he ended up in the in the like corridor just like screaming and shit, and then he ended up being with a group of another a bunch of like fourteen year old boys who were okay. just running up and down. Security was going off on MLK Day. They were hot. Anyway, that's anyway, beside the point. Um, so I can't remember. She did something controversial. I think it was so VidCon was a couple months after the whole like adpocalypse on YouTube where YouTubers were getting stripped of their monetary value of their mm-hmm. videos for like stupid shit. Um, and YouTube is clearly like leaning towards YouTube was originally created as a space of like creative freedom. It is leaning more and more towards like a capitalist mindset. And if you don't like fall in, then you might as well fall off because you're not going to make money on their platform. Um, And so it was one of those things. So she like had a lot of opinions among other things. She's a female Logan Paul, in my opinion. Um, And so they told her she couldn't come. Um, And the thing is, there are a lot of like OG YouTubers that support her and were going to her event. Um, So I guess there's some kind of value in her of some sort i don't know mm-hmm. i just thought it was so stupid and it, as soon as i heard the very beginning because as soon as it happened of course it's a youtube thing so all these youtubers were using it as a way to make youtube videos mm-hmm. about it to also get attention and as soon as i saw the very first 30 seconds of like the promos for it i was like oh this is a bunch of people that don't know what they're doing that's all this is mm. and so they just oversold tickets like times 10 like to the point where the city was like shut this shit down this is dangerous but at that point it was too late it was already people passing out people was all sunburned it was a whole bunch of white kids so everybody was had sun poisoning like they was it was like thirty thousand people outside of this hotel convention hall <laughs> trying to get in and that fit maybe like five thousand so what was the point of the fest it was it was anti VidCon. It was like all these people that refuse to go to VidCon anymore that are OG YouTubers because they don't like the people who are running YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was what VidCon used to be, where you could go and you could like meet these creators that you liked oh. and stuff like that. So there was one particularly. Um, he's like the original. There's PewDiePie and then him and Shane Dawson. Um, Shane Dawson hasn't been in the public in a long time, and he has like a shit ton of followers. And he agreed to go to TanaCon because he's like friends with her or whatever. And then I think Colleen Ballinger was going to go. Miranda Sings. Um, and then beyond that, YouTube is 
I follow Jenna Marbles and that's it. So Jenna Marbles talked about it on her podcast so that I had to know <laughs> what hey, was happening. Hey, y'all, if y'all as lost as me, please press one on your, <laughs> the your phone. The thing is, though, we're, we're lost. And it's so weird to me that um, there are literally tens of millions of people who this was their world for months at a time. And you had no idea. Yeah, that's that's what's so mind boggling is that uh, you every name you said other than PewDiePie, I have no idea who and they are. I don't get it. Jenna Marbles has seventeen million followers. Tana Mongu has like eight million followers. Blank. Jenna Marbles, you've seen because she was originally YouTube, like when YouTube wasn't, we didn't even know what it was, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, and would have meme videos before memes were a thing. I don't. I can't. I don't know. I'm so wrapped up in my own shit. It's hard for me to then look at somebody else's YouTube page and try to get into it. I do go to YouTube for other things, but like to watch people, I just don't find interest in it. Um, but I could see the appeal. Khadija, this is how much she loved YouTube. And I almost uh, took a ring off. We got to keep this in. <laughs> so stupid. So she watches somebody's YouTube. Uh, I, I know is he and uh, he starts the video by saying Nessa girl, and he's I guess acting as if he's talking on the phone, uh, and he's talking about like ha- basketball wives and basically uh, Iyana fixed my life and all of this bullshit. He's like giving a review over. So at the end he says bye, bye girl. Khadija's <laughs> watching on her iPad and says bye back. I said, who the fuck you talking to? <laughs> and she, she was like, nobody. Like I was like, nah, you, you talk to the YouTube, bruh. You did a call and response like we watching Caillou, my nigga. Like, I don't know what to do right now. I just left. Like, this is a goddamn shame. What the fuck is going on? I used to not be into it. And uh, it is one of those things where you just fall into a hole. And then it's, yeah. it's bad from there. So I have I have my different versions of YouTube that I mm-hmm. watch depending on what mood I'm in. So how I ended up in these like original YouTubers is I got into a pentatonics hole one day watching okay. all of their videos online. And then two of the members who are from Texas separated out and just started doing like stupid little videos with themselves. And they do really cool like mixes with just the two of them. And I think they sing really pretty. Plus, I find them kind of funny. Um, so they had their own channel. Mm-hmm. And then they started creating a lot of content. So now they were being talked about in this realm of like content creators. They were collabing with people. Um, and so then I would go follow these people that they were collabing with. And then those people would be collabing with people. So then I ended up on this whole strip of uh, basically white people who make YouTube content. That's what <laughs> Jenna Marbles, like. Tyler Oakley, Mamrie Hart, Grace Helbig. Those are my people. That's like traditional YouTube faces of YouTube getting TV shows off of it that never took off the ground of course. coming back to YouTube. Um, so those are the main people that I saw like complaining about stuff here and there, but none of them are really affected because they have so many fucking followers and views and money and different outlets for different monies and blah, blah, blah. That's that group. There is my group of drag videos that I watch weekly. There's mm-hmm. different things that have in weekly installments. I watch those every week mm-hmm. for entertainment purposes. That turns into makeup videos. I don't really care about watching makeup tutorials. I never did because no one's face is the same. So I never understood the point of watching makeup tutorials because no one who does makeup tutorials that I've seen 
has my face. Mm. <laughs> so their tricks don't work for me. So I've followed one or two makeup tutorials and it doesn't work and I have to adjust it to my face, but I'm not a makeup artist. So that shit doesn't work. <laughs> mm. So my experimenting is going to work more than that. Hmm. Do you hear that motherfuckers is watching YouTube music, uh, YouTube makeup videos for no fucking reason? You ain't even got the same face as the bitch you watch. <laughs> I did find it. one girl who's like kind of my face, but she's not my skin texture. So that's a different story entirely. Think about so, it. so there's that group. And then on Instagram, following just different makeup looks, my explore page went just down a hole of, um, I got into like watching like mystical types mm-hmm. that turn into like witchy stuff that then turn into goth stuff, which goth makeup fascinates me. Which then would bring me on Instagram accounts that would be advertising YouTube videos. And then I'd end up back on YouTube. And now mm. I have a whole group of goth girls that I watch on YouTube. Which then turns into a alt culture in general side of YouTube. And them motherfuckers are the ones that really complain about YouTube. Because they should get flagged for everything. Mm. <laughs> so all of and all of them don't have different outlets. That's like they found a way to be who they are and also make money. Because you can't really, like, be goth and then work in the corporate world or have, like, branding deals except for with goth brands. Um, So most of their money for all of those people and their livelihoods was coming from YouTube. So when that shut off for them and their videos get demonetized, like, every fucking day. Like, all of them were talking about it. I got a theory. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. I believe, even though Google bought out YouTube, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I believe that YouTube never expected it to be... As big as they are. Ever. So, if they started off with the PewDiePies and whatever, of course you pay them. That's where your loyalties are. Those are going to be the people with the greatest amount of followers. Once you get up to like, let's say if I was to start a YouTube channel right now, and I gained, because the internet moves so fucking fast, I gained 10 million followers in a week. YouTube ain't got time to try to pay me, so they're going to nitpick my shit to try to demonetize me, because... I, I could be like a blip. You're, you're paying a blip maybe half a million dollars or however much fucking money. I still don't get the YouTube money algorithms, and that shit irritates me. But YouTube ain't got time for that shit when they could just continue to pay the motherfuckers that's been there since day one. Yeah, and so here's the other thing. So, yeah, there's a million videos you can watch on, like, different people who have been in the game, know the execs at YouTube, um, and have their own conspiracy theories. And Jenna Marbles is into conspiracy theories, so... She, the podcast that I was watching where, cause I don't really like her podcast all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that I was, that I was watching cause I was seeing all this information. I feel like she would have the most info because she's still one of the most followed people on YouTube. Um, and was one of the few that was actually talking about it cause she has so many outlets of revenue. I don't really think she gives a shit if her YouTube makes money or not. Cause she mm-hmm. doesn't need it at this point. And so she kind of was on this, on this t- tip of, I have the ability to speak out because I don't. I'm blessed to not have to live off of this anymore. Mm. So I'm going to talk about the things that I'm going to talk about. And if you want to kick me off, go ahead. But I know you're not going to because I'm still making content and bringing people back to your site, basically. And so she was saying that the conversations that you have with execs, even for someone like me who has done so much for this platform, I don't even get the respect of honest answers. And she was like, everybody at YouTube, especially now that Google has bought it, sounds like robots. She's like, every question you ask, you get the same type of response. Everything's a script. Everything's rehearsed. No matter how you ask a question, you're going to get a similar answer. Mm -hmm. And no one's going to give you a bottom line. Yeah. And it was like real creepy the way she was going into it. And then the other thing they talk about is that, like I said, quiet on the set, please. (laughs) Um, It 
the whole reason people loved YouTube is that the content creators are who cultivate the content. Mm -hmm. And then when all the Logan Paul stuff was going on, it was making it very obvious if you went to the trending board that, or like the explore page, the algorithms weren't pushing what you would be interested in or what had the most views. It's pushing what seems like a Google agenda Mm. of these are the creators we want you to pay attention to. So we're going to put them in front of you. Yeah. And all the old, the old algorithms, we threw all that shit away. That makes sense. They're still pretending like it's for you by you when really it's big brother who's controlling all of it and pulling all the little strings. If, if you think about it, I never even thought about this, but Google is fucking Google. Mm-hmm. Google runs everything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if I'm on my work laptop, my laptop, my iPad. If I'm signed into Google, that metadata is going to get shipped all over. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to look at the ads. So if you think about it, Google don't give a fuck what you're doing on YouTube. You're going to watch whatever the fuck I tell you to watch mm-hmm. if you are like that impressionable. Like if you're a child or mm-hmm. whatever. Like you're just going to see it and click it. Fuck whoever is trending, whoever Twitter or whoever is speaking. Nah, dog. We ain't got time to blow them up. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue to, our good old boy over here, we're going to continue to to run their shit up. Yep. Which they can then run up the numbers, get people to their site, and then find a reason to demonetize them. Which sounds like, you know, a nice little rabbit hole. But I feel like that's the only website, unless you, you try the instant streaming shit, that is going to give you a return for the investment you put into a video. So that's what everyone who has a complaint about YouTube has switched over to things like Twitch this year. And they've all been used their YouTube to promote promote their Twitch yeah. channels. But with Twitch, aren't they demonetizing and pulling people? I feel like that's, that's another thing within itself. But people on Twitch and, uh, and uh, Twitch and Mixer is mm-hmm, uh, what mm-hmm. people in the video game world use are uh, upset because now the people from YouTube are making that transition to mm. the instant streaming and that's pulling people away that were typically watching video games and now just watching uh, PewDiePie just sit there before he started playing games just him chilling mm-hmm. and doesn't even fucking do, use the platform for what it's for. Yeah. One of the people I watch doesn't play video games. She is a cosplayer and she gives like tips and tricks on sewing. <laughs> yeah. While she's making costumes. Exactly. So you're going to be doing this shit anyways. You might as well. And I don't game whatsoever yeah. and I have a Twitch account. Right. <laughs> I do too. And <laughs> what's fucked up is I'll just go and just like peek in people's rooms and it always fucks me up when they say what's up. I'm like, yeah. Or if I accidentally press follow, like, thanks, Chuck, for the follow. I'll be like, fuck you, yeah. bitch ass nigga, don't tell me what I'm doing. No, it, I have a rule. If I see that the viewers is uh, less than 100, I don't I don't look. Because oh. I don't have time for them to know that I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, because, and also, I've also always just enjoyed watching people play video games, and I've never been good at it, but I like, like, watching people do it. Like, I can mm-hmm. watch people play PUBG all day long. Yeah, I treat Fortnite like it's ESPN. I yeah, I could watch Fortnite like that, but I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, I think PUBG makes the most sense because it's um, it's not like because I've tried to watch Overwatch, I've tried to even watch just you play Call of Duty. Um, those type of games, there's too much going on, and yeah. if you're not playing and you didn't get to develop everything over time, I have no idea. And yeah. then even with PUBG, at the point when I started watching them, it was still relatively new. There was only a, one map. Right, right, right. Um, and only certain things that you could do. There was it was glitchy as all get out. 
Um, so while they were struggling through it, I was getting to watch them struggle through it. So I understood certain things and then I'll go months not watching it. Cause sometimes it's, it does get kind of repetitive and then I'll come back in. Like, uh, I didn't know that they had introduced the snow map mm. and I hadn't been watching when they had introduced this like tempo map. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> I like hopped on one time and I was like, what, where the fuck are they? What is this? Yeah. Uh, PUBG is trying to keep up with Fortnite. They are uh, trying really hard and I just like it better than watching Fortnite. Cause bro. It it don't matter on what you like. It's what if you. We're at the age where we don't really have a say so in shit. Mm-mm. Kids really run mm-hmm. that that realm of shit. So where PUBG is like gra- grab the you know attention of adults because it's more realistic and more so to oh I'm dropped dropped on a map and it's time for me to nah fuck that Fortnite got the dances. They got the colors. Mm-hmm. They got the prettiness. They're trendy as fuck. They update weekly. Like, that's what the fuck kids want. Mm-hmm. So, that's what the fuck is winning. Mm-hmm. So, I play Fortnite and I get my... I was playing earlier. I got my shit busted. <laughs> I be getting embarrassed. But I also saw a lot of people who um, used to play with the people that I watched play PUBG. Mm-hmm. Switch over to Fortnite because a lot of those people were actually like... um top world players of halo yeah and they like Fortnite yeah. a lot better than PUBG. and that's another thing is uh the realism versus like the cartoon shit and if you are used to like the cartoon-ish style of halo then you'd want to switch that over to Fortnite. the dude that i was watching i think enjoyed all the different capabilities mm-hmm. of like having something extra to do instead of just point and shoot. yeah you can build shit mm-hmm. now they have planes and cars and ATVs and uh, it's just, Fortnite is literally like ten layers of shit. Everywhere I go, I see that damn pinata, and I don't even know what the fuck it is. Hey, okay, so the pinata is randomly placed on the map. It's like four or five of the motherfuckers. And if you open up the pinata, they just give you like a bunch of material. So it's like a loot ammo. crate. Yeah, mm. yeah, but you don't have to pay for anything. You just find it, be like, oh shit, a llama. You open it and you just get shit. Hot Topic, Spencer's, Barnes & Noble, they all got pinata merch oh, of for real? some sort. Yeah. I'd buy a pinata. Uh, Barnes & Noble has one right now. Spencer's over Christmas was doing some kind of like a raffle or something, a giveaway of a real life big ass pinata. Oh yeah, that, that's what I would want. <laughs> you could, I could fucking just go to Walmart and buy one. Yeah, it's Duh. a pinata. <laughs> fucking, I'm a dumbass. I'm finna sit here and say... I need to buy authentic, epic Fortnite, Fortnite pinata. When I could just go to Walmart, our fucking Fiesta in Garland, and mm-hmm. they would have 40 pinatas for my black ass. I'd be like, hey, make this one purple and uh, teal for me. Appreciate <laughs> you. I can make my own because I'm a fucking adult. All right. Well, um, that yeah. went left, but we kind of got to pretty much everything. Yeah. Now it's just going to be little shit. So did you, you listen to Middle Child? Yes. From J. Cole? Yes. I fuck with it. Me too. I'm here for Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tweeted, maybe this will pull Kendrick out of whatever holes he in. Because mm. it's good. Uh, he's not giving no fluff. It's like direct to the point. Uh, I wasn't fucking with like the bridge where he was kind of like doing a humming and singing shit. That's one of my favorite parts. I ain't got time to listen to that nigga hum and sing. He just like crit. Nigga, give me bars. I don't need you to hum and sing. Get Trey songs or somebody to do that part. But uh, no, nah, I don't want nobody singing that. I like that. I like the roughness of that. Uh, maybe, but I'm I'm here for Middle Child. That's kind uh, of a long ass song. There's hella verses on this. Yeah, it was bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and I'm ready for the Dreamville because mm-hmm. the Dreamville uh, comp album. Because he had everybody come through that. I was about to say, he been teasing that motherfucker all yeah. over social media. So if Middle Including Child, Big Crit. Man, got time <laughs> for Crit. But uh, I'm here for it. Maybe an album is on the way. Or maybe this is a day, uh, this is not publicity. Uh, he, he mentioned in the song, he doesn't do press, uh, is what he said, maybe. Maybe this is press for uh, the Dreamville shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. It was just typical uh, J. Cole fashion. It was one of those songs that just was full of double entendres of like actually like the struggles of like being a middle child, but also being someone in a generation that is sandwiched between generations that define mm. so much. Hmm. I guess I ain't listened to it enough. I ain't <laughs> catching none of that shit. That's what I took from it is there's a lot sense. of like, here's like these kids, here's these older people here's me and this is my values. How am I supposed to find this? This is the space I want to make for myself in this mm-hmm. uh, industry. And I, th- I don't know if anybody's going to fuck with it, but this is what I'm going to do. This yeah. is what I took from the song. Yeah. I, I see the double entendre, like middle child and also middle child mm-hmm. of rap. I, mm-hmm. I get that. And it is genius. He did allude to, you know, I fuck with the OGs. I fuck with the younger guys. You guys are, you know, Bringing bringing this to the game, I, I got that. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Jordan Mo woke woke to me today, probably because I'm sleepy and she had a nap. <laughs> it was a nice nap too. Uh, but now I'm never gonna sleep. Hey man, I'm going home and sleeping like a baby cub. One day this week I'm gonna go to sleep before ten o'clock. I don't know when that day is, but it's gonna happen. Well. I'm ready for J. Cole to stop tweeting significant middle children. And yeah. This, <laughs> put out a project. Come on, dog. Quit playing with us. And, and then go I on know tour. we ain't going to get it. Because I'm going. I missed the last one, apparently, because I didn't even know it was in a damn arena. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here for all J. Cole. Um, all right. Meme of the week. Meme of the week. That's it? That's it? That's yeah. it? That's it? That's it? It wasn't as bad as I thought. I just, I'm, there's not too many memes out here, fam. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't have a meme, but I have some flugazy shit. Um, this what I'm saying though. Like, where's all the f- the fun shit? Y'all taking life too serious out yeah, here? Yeah, man. Damn. When we said you mad, it's a meme. Nah, they just mad. <laughs> why are you looking? We was talking about the puberty challenge last week, and I realized another reason why I don't really give a shit about it. Um, JWoww posted a picture of Snooki with a margarita cup, and it was like everybody posting this puberty challenge. Meanwhile, all my pictures from 10 years ago look like this. <laughs> she just is like drunk <laughs> off her ass. Oh, here was a trending topic while we're talking about it. How do you write your ex? Oh, uh, eight, seven. When I write my ex, I gotta figure out something that got X in it. So you go top, go ahead, write box. Do it again. Do it again. Uh, down. So. Top left, bottom right, top right, bottom left. Yeah. Yeah. Because in my mind, that's why I do it like that. We were also taught how to write in cursive. Yeah, I've seen that's that how logic. That's write yeah. <laughs> I've seen that logic was like, well, this is how we were taught in cursive, motherfuckers. So you just kind of transfer it <laughs> But over. you know what? No one's teaching cursive anymore. We, I have, oh. to, we have to write names on boards at, at my job. And I did it in front of like a seven-year-old who reads fine, can't read cursive. What? <laughs> he was like, because I asked for the name, and he was like, "Mom, that's not your name." And she was like, "Yes, it is. It's in cursive." He was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yo, that's fucked up." I'm teaching my kids cursive. 
<laughs> I know. That's Fuck like that. My mom teaching me sentence uh, structure at home because no one really teaches it at school anymore. <laughs> uh, just seen Euro Gamer uh, <laughs> uh, post the shooting chances in FIFA 2019, and this just reminds me of like Madden. So apparently, video games aren't as fair as you think, and Madden has an algorithm to place you with other members based off your winning your winning history. <laughs> so if you've won like four games in a row, man's going to put a hard-ass motherfucker for you to play. So when you lose, you want to play again. So mm-hmm. you don't get bored. Or if you keep losing, they'll get mm. you somebody you can easily beat. Just off of like rhythm. That this It's a whole fucking acronym for it. I forgot it. But. Again, you don't have any control. Mm-mm. You thought you had control. Uh, we discussed it earlier. Um, the Saints lost in a horrific fashion over a field goal. Um, and, of course, New Orleans is known for partying. Uh, if you've ever been, if you've ever heard of the culture, uh, they're fun. Everything out there is lively. Literally. It's my favorite city in the whole country. Yeah, it's top two for me. Uh, Dallas and Nala. Uh, I'm going for my bachelor party, actually. Uh, so, a guy that I follow and I, I knew uh, and know, I went to high school with him, was at a daiquiri shop uh, in Dallas, from what it seems. Uh, it looks like either the one in Carrollton or the one, uh, I think it's the one in like in Arlington. Maybe that one, because the layout was a little different. Well, he lives right here, so I think it's the one in Carrollton. Okay. But that's what I asked, and I got ignored. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. A lot of people was asking that. So, um so he posted a video uh, and it's like my favorite concept to do. I really want to try it with the shit that I do and say, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to get fucked up and me talking shit. And then like cut to like me completely plastered, <laughs> like dead. Somewhere. Oh, that's what's happening. We can make that happen. Don't worry. <laughs> we can do that on a Tuesday, play. <laughs> uh, so God damn it. I lost a tweet. Mm. Uh, so, the video starts of him recording himself, and I think I bet you won't explain in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's lit. Dak shot on fire. Everybody in their sinks outfits. They are packed in there, shoulder it, to shoulder. It's a girl, Blue, just dancing, living her best motherfucking life. That's what life. really killed it is when you find that one person to single out. So it was like everybody dancing, he got to that girl in the corner, and she was getting it. Cut <laughs> two. Everybody's upset as soon as they kick the field goal. <laughs> All face long to the motherfucker. And Robert is just living his best life recording the shit. That is so fucking funny it to me. It was so funny. It was it was a perfect, like, tweet or post you see during, like, the Super Bowl weekend or whatever. He captured everything. Mm-hmm. I love it. Love everything about it. Like the pain eyeball? Right. The what? <laughs> the pain eyeball. I call it an eyeball because you look like an eyeball. But uh, oh. whenever, whenever someone's team starts losing, they immediately cut to a fan. Who has their hands on top of their head. Yeah. <laughs> they do that in college sports all the time. All the time. So. Because college you sports can, are more fun. You see, you see videos and you instantly think like, okay, this is going to get like viral status. So I looked at it the first time and I'm not the type that like big, big ups people a lot. To me, like if you do good things, I instantly think good shit and continue on. So I seen it. I was like, this may get like a little little wave i seen it was like ten thousand views or something i was like oh that's dope shit so uh eventually bleacher report catches wind of it right uh 
and there apparently was some guy named Dame Diddy Russell. Hmm. Uh, I shouldn't have even said his name. Uh, <laughs> fuck him. He didn't even deserve that. No, nah, fuck that dude. Uh, so he took the video, grabs it like a lot of bitch people do on the internet, and uh, they seen Dame's version of it instead of Robert, mm-hmm. the guy that we know. Uh, and then they send him a, a message saying, uh, hey, do you own this video? If so, uh, if we agree to credit you, do you give us permission to post this content uh, natively on all Bleacher Report and House of Highlights accounts, plus permission to show it to affiliated TV channels? And he says, yes, go ahead. And I didn't see this at first. I just went to Facebook and I seen a lot of, you know, Texas County Warriors all for it. <laughs> and then... I seen it and I got irate and I went to this bitch nigga Twitter account because I seen I was like, fuck that. I don't even fuck Facebook like that no more. Let me go to Twitter. And so me and him going back and forth on Twitter didn't didn't tell Robert, the person who originally posted it, what was going on. I just took it up on myself like, fuck that. I'm bored at work. I ain't got shit else to do. So me and him going back and forth. And I'm like, bro, you didn't even create this. I know the guy who created this. You just stole it. And it was like, people do it all the time. Like, it's okay. Uh, you sitting here wasting time on me. You ain't got a hairline. I was like, bitch, nigga, don't move the goalpost. <laughs> like, don't move the fucking goalpost. Like, you a whole hole out here. Like, why in the fuck would you do that? Like, I, you got to appreciate people for creating original content or original moments. Yeah, and recognizing that, the, that it's, it's time to record. <laughs> yeah, and so that was genius on his part in his behalf and that's fucked up that somebody took uh whether robert who can you know be a billionaire one day this may be a little blip on his radar but this could have been like his stepping stone into whatever next platform and somebody stole it from him and there have been plenty of times where it takes a kind of warriors whatever post shit and it gets stolen and the content gets taken and i feel like it's fucked up for me and you who are creating you know our own version of original content I just wanted to take up for somebody. So, you know, one time for Robert. Uh, dope video. Uh, catch catch it next time. Uh, go to a white bar and record them for the Super Bowl. It's going to be a bunch of upset Patriot fans. I'm calling it now. <laughs> well, Action Jackson. Hey, man. Um, my meme of the week uh, is just all of the memes that really came out of the playoffs because they're all really funny. Playoffs? <laughs> Always. It'll never stop being funny. Um, so there's like the refs and the Rams trading jerseys at the end of the game. <laughs> um, all the shit they kept doing with Tom Brady and the warming jacket, which is already insane because it has to go over pads, yeah, and be able to take off easily and stuff, right? Do you see the one where they widened it out and like made it look even stupider? Mm-mm. They like photoshopped it to where it was like twice as big as what it was, and so he just looked like a big spatula. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then they did keep cutting to his face when uh, the Chiefs were like uh, about to send it into overtime or whenever they came with, with the lead at the mm-hmm. end real quick. And it was him sitting on the bench and they said Tom went full Doctor Strange and saw all four million outcomes <laughs> of this game and went and took it to win. <laughs> this We're in the end game now. Um, and then just the different wild ass shit that was going on. And I can't, is this real? Um... So they, it's a picture of the Patriots owner Bob Kraft with like binoculars. So both of his wrists are above the table, and his cufflinks are Super Bowl rings, and they're fucking huge. 
I wouldn't be surprised. It's an all-time power move. Yo, did you see the one where uh, the the Rams corner was going to hit the uh, receiver? And it was like Trump the wall. And, yes. Uh, yeah, that shit was funny as <laughs> shit to me. And then, of course, everybody kept saying tonight's MVP was Romo. And calling him a We wizard. didn't even discuss that. Romo <laughs> is, which I noticed at the beginning when he started this year with CBS. Mm-hmm. I was like, Romo is a fucking genius. Yeah. And he's calling everything. He calls everything, everything all the time. He's accurate, which if you think about it, a quarterback should do because he, you know, learn the nuances of a, a defense and offense uh, week by week. So it makes sense for Romo, who was, like it or not, Cowboys fans, uh, a solid quarterback mm-hmm. for your team. Uh, it makes sense for him to get in the booth and make immediately uh, big of an impact. But I think this is the first time that uh, everybody had to watch one game. Yeah, it was only one game on CBS. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I don't like is when he calls Cowboys games. Yeah, he gets really annoying during Cowboys games. I don't like him or Jason Witten calling Mm -hmm. Cowboys fans uh, Cowboy game because he does the Monday night. And Witten is pretty trash. If they didn't have the guy who. It's not three in the booth. It's two, and then it's Joe Tessitore, uh, Witten, and then it's the black guy, like, mm-hmm. on the on a pendulum, like, yeah. just fucking going up and down the yeah. field. If they didn't have them, Monday Night Football would be garbage. Mm-hmm. I wonder who's the next great announcer that Fox can pull out, because CBS apparently is going to have to bring up big coins for Romo to get him to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they said, fun fact, Bill Belichick has been filming other teams' plays so long. When he started, Sean McVay wasn't even alive. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, they got on Andy Reid's ass because he's at the end of the game mad. And it was like, when you lose the AFC title game and realize you won't get a chance to get a value mail from Donald Trump at the White House. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that one. But I, there's hope for Andy Reid. Uh, he asked Pat Mahomes who is now the face of the that franchise and is going to be the face of the league in a few years. Uh, and as long as he stays healthy, it's only a matter of time before they get a Super Bowl and Andy Reid can finally rest easy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I think I'm missing something with this one, but I do think it's, it's still funny, even though I don't understand what's happening. They, like, Photoshopped Tom Brady after the game with, like, some sunglasses and a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Oh, he wore the chain. They put an avocado on it. Because I didn't understand. So I guess they turned him into a rapper. But it says, Patrick Mahomes, Lawn Gnomes, Honeycombs, Avocado Ice Cream Cones. I'm going to Super Bowl, Holmes. (laughs) Let's fucking go. (laughs) I think that's the white uh, version of when it says, I'm just like, uh, Steph Curry, Curry Salad, Curry Goat, Mm. Curry da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Warriors and our Cavs and three. Speaking of, let's talk about Steph Curry busting his shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. And he, I saw him do an interview uh, at the Late Late Show, and he said that they had played a whatever the hockey team is there game right before that, and he said that he felt like it was like some water that came up under the court. I was like, I mean, if anything, I really was waiting for somebody to yell at a towel boy yeah. down there for sure. But then his ass, if you haven't seen it, he got still, had an easy breakaway, gets right under the goal and does some real three stooges, like whoop, 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 yep. type whoop, shit, whoop. cartoon, like feet go out from under him. And then he doesn't even lose control of the ball. He still keeps the ball in play. And then someone comes down with him, gets the ball back to him. He hops outside the three-point line and then throws up the biggest air ball. Yeah. 
had to step back and get his composure back after that one. Yeah, that just shows that, uh, you know, they're not the yeah, immaculate people saying. You're, that they he's are. He's actually human. Right. <laughs> but it's bad. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins is playing, and once he gets fully healthy, they're running through everybody. Mm-hmm. Clay is not even dribbling the ball and he's making like seven for seven. He's just taking the ball and be like, bet, swish, swish. I ain't got to dribble. All I got to do is play defense and shoot. I'm playing 2K right now. Let's go. Plat. That's what I work for all my life. Yep. I ain't even got to worry about picks, dog. It's just <laughs> shooting like Prince. Good. Rest in peace, Prince. Blouses. <laughs> Gabe. Um, all right, I think that's everything. That's everything. Wrap, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> now wrap the wrap the week up, B. So 2019 started off relatively. <laughs> I'm Scooby Doo now. <laughs> so what I was trying to say was 2019 has started off relatively rough, but we can all be glad we're just not the subjects of the voodoo dolls currently being sewn together in Nola right now. You goddamn right. <laughs> Ugh, you know, ugh, that's fucked up. You a New Orleans fan? You definitely making some fucked up shit mm-hmm. for anybody. If we see a uh, Gronk's uh, robot elbow just start moving <laughs> in a weird way, somebody got the formula right. <laughs> Lay the root on his ass. Uh, anyways, man, definitely uh, like it, review it, share it. That that's the current mission that share. we're on. Share it. We need to get this shit out there to the public, to the masses. For all the new followers and likes of the Facebook page, thank you. Oh, yeah. Highly, appreciate it. Highly gracious. Oh, yeah. Appreciate that. I jumped out the window. I thank y'all for, for fucking with the kid and liking yeah, the page, man. Real cute. I really like that, man. So continue to share it. Share your thoughts, opinions about yeah, it. man. Maybe we'll get to a, like a, a call to action goal here soon. Yeah, man. We'll see. Soon. One day. One day. Baby steps. We out here. But uh, whatever you do out here in these streets, just don't be the next meme, dog. Holla. Deuces.